0: Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We ask that you speak to us from your word and encourage us. We are your children. We are nothing without you. But with you, we can do all things. We just ask that you minister to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I have an interesting title to this message. I I titled it, Stop Faking It. Stop faking it. And as we go into the body of the message, you understand what I'm talking about. Amen? Now, let me let you know this. A soldier who goes to war and at the first sound of a gunshot begins to cry out of fear will most likely not return home to his family. you don't go to war to be trained at the war front you are trained for war in friendly environments, and they give you all the scenarios and they teach you about the enemy and they teach you about the strength of the enemy the weaknesses of the enemy and the different scenarios that could be presented to you and how to overcome these you're trained before you are put in battle. But if after your training, you're there at the, at the war front, you hear a gunshot and begin to cry out of fear, you probably won't come back home. So, in the same way in in, in our spiritual life, we, as you come to church, the purpose is not just to worship God, is for you to be trained and informed about the enemy and what you are going to be encountering as you join this great army. When you are forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ, whenever you ask for forgiveness, God forgives you, he cleanses you, then he brings you into this army, and he begins to raise you and to teach you and to give you information about who you are, your strength. And all of that, and about the enemy and how to walk with the enemy so that he will make you victorious. Now, the will of God is not for us to go, not for us not to go through troubles in life, but for us to, in those troubles, go through them and be victorious. He rewards victorious people when the world is all over. God is going to reward. So, but when you come into Christ, there is a spiritual battle to go through. It's a constant battle. From the day you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, you will begin to experience, and that's usually the first time that you know that there is truly a devil. I lived for so many years without realizing that there was a devil. But after I gave my life to Christ, it was very obvious. You didn't have to teach me. I knew there was a devil. And how do I handle, handle this being that I cannot see? Who's so full of cunning tricks? How do I handle him? You know the Bible tells us, and as I said this this last Sunday, Ephesians uh, chapter three, beginning from verse eight, but now I'll go to verse ten. He says, "To the intent, to the intent, that the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church." to principalities and powers in heavenly places. According, that's the key word, according to the eternal purpose. This is according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ. So, when you come to God, God has an eternal purpose from the foundation of the earth. The world. I'd like you to put that scripture on. It's Ephesians chapter 3, beginning verse 10 and 11. According to God, verse 11 says, according to the eternal purpose. So there was an eternal purpose. That God accomplished. This was before you were born. It was an eternal purpose that God accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. The eternal purpose is this. That the manifold wisdom. That's verse 10. The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. Every member of the church. To who? To principalities and powers in heavenly places. So, what are we supposed to show to them? This manifold wisdom of God. What God is saying is, I want you to enforce his defeat. You show them. Amen. Show them. Look, I want you to enforce the defeat on the enemy. How? When we go out there and we invite these people to God. Amen. And all of a sudden, their hearts are transformed. They be those that hated God, and those, I read something sometime, with this guy, the pastor says, if you, say, uh, if you believe that you don't want to hear any of this message, you don't understand them, you will never give your life to Christ, please check yes. And they, some people will check it. He said, 100% of every one of those, finally, as they keep coming back to church, <laughs> decided, Pastor, I'm one of those that checked that. Now I know the power of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are the enforcers, amen? We are the enforcers. That's why the Bible tells us that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence, and the violent ones take it by force. We are the enforcers. This is God's eternal purpose. That he accomplished already in Christ. So the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. He tells us that finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle with flesh and blood. We wrestle with principalities, with powers, with the rulers of darkness of this age. With spiritual hosts of wickedness. Spiritual hosts, armies of wickedness. That's what we're wrestling with. Spiritual hosts of wickedness. Where again? In heavenly places. That's where God says for us to enforce that now to the intent, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to principalities and powers in heavenly places. We show them. Amen. And you are part of that. You are not a nobody. You are the one that God picked out of the world to show them. And you can show them. He picked you out. You can never fail. You may appear like you're failing when we come into that. That's what we're talking about. Stop faking it. Amen. It may seem like you're failing. But with God, no one fails. When it's all over, you'll be on top. Amen. That's what it is. Why is it that. Uh, Two Christians receiving the same like temptation or trial respond differently. One falls apart and is gone, and the other one is made stronger. Why? I am glad you asked. (laughs) In Proverbs, chapter 24 verse 10. It says, "If you fail on the day of adversity, your strength is small. If you fail on the day of adversity, your strength is small." What is he saying? Every one of us has a day of adversity some of us are going through the day of adversity right now you're going through it right now and it seems you can never see the end everyone will experience it there is the day of adversity for everyone so the only way to go through the day of adversity and come out On the other side, victorious, is to have strength inside of you. He says, if you faint on the day of adversity, every one of us will have this. If you faint on the day of adversity, your strength is small. Now, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, he says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Every one of us will have an evil day. Amen. You have it. It's going to come. If you're not going through it right now, it's coming. So you need to have strength in yourself. Otherwise, on the evil day, you will not be able to stand. He said, and having done all to stand, stand. 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 You do everything to stand, and you stand. Because the evil day is coming for every one of us. Some of us are going through the evil day right now. It may be the evil day of finances. It may be the evil day of your relationship. It may be the evil day of your children acting silly. It could be the, the evil day of things happening that you have no control over. There is an evil day coming. And sometimes it wants to swallow us up. There is a day of adversity. In Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2. God tells us when, I need you to write the scriptures down. You can check them up later and it's on the screen. Amen. He says, when you go through the waters, I will be with you. And the rivers, they, they shall not overflow you. When you go through the fire you shall not be burned the flames will not scorch you the thing is is not if you go through the waters it's when you go through it it's not when you go when it's not if you go through the rivers it's when and through the fire it's when you go so to every life some adversity amen then evil day is coming. And what you need is strength to be able to withstand it. Amen. You need winning strength. If you faint on the day of adversity, your strength is small. So it's win. But the interesting thing, when God puts these words out, he says, when you go through the waters and you go through the rivers and you go through the fire you are not staying there amen you are just going through amen he is not expecting you to stay there because he is with you you don't stay in the waters or in the rivers or in the fire you just go through it that's the eternal purpose, amen? You go through it. So don't count it strange when you go through these difficult times that you're going through. Just, it was part of the eternal purpose. You go through them, but you won't stay in them. It won't consume you. It won't destroy you. It'll make you better, amen? It'll make you better. But you need to be strong, Amen? Strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So how do we get strong in the Lord? You know, Proverbs chapter 24 verse 5 tells us there, a wise man is strong and a man of knowledge increases strength. That's the reason why two Christians going through the same difficulty, one falls apart, the other one picks up themselves from the pain and everything that they've gone through, the trial, the temptation, the defeat, they pick up themselves because they have knowledge. A wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increases strength. And the Bible tells us, if you faint on the day of adversity, the same chapter, if you faint on the day of adversity, your strength is small. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. So you can withstand the fiery darts of the enemy. Amen? So, we need knowledge to be strong. Knowledge is what gives you stability in your Christian work. You're going to say, yes, things will happen, yes, difficult times come, yes, but what will keep you going is knowledge. That's your strength. In Isaiah 53 verse 6, He says wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times. Wisdom and knowledge will be the stability of your times and the strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Wisdom and knowledge is the stability of your times. What times? The times when you're going through difficult times. Hardship. Times when you have doubts. God, what's going on? Why am I in this? What's happening to me? Why am I going through all of this? And all the questions, the only thing that will keep you stable and solid like a rock planted on the rock, amen? The only thing that can keep you there is knowledge of who you are in him and how much he loves you. How much he loves you. How much he loves you. No matter what's going on, he loves you. When you realize that, then you have stability. But when you have anxieties and fears and all of that, those things will destabilize you. So knowledge is what gives us strength in him. The knowledge of the word, studying the scriptures, attending services so that you can gather the word to keep you strong reading so that you are strong. You don't wait until you are in in the war front to begin to train for battle. They'll kill you. You'll train for battle before you get there because you don't know what's going to happen when you get there. But as you're going through the difficulties and the hardship, you begin to say, God, give me something. Help me. And you know, in Isaiah 41, God says, I will help you. Isaiah 41 verse 10. He says, I'll help you. God says, I'm going to help you. That's when he says, when you go through this thing, I will be with you. And you'll go through them. Amen. This is not part of the message. But the other thing is in Jude 1 verse 20, where you can really strengthen yourself. And make, take time. Take time before you get there. When you get too busy, all that things are happening and all of that, your strength may be small and these little things can cause you difficulties. So we go before that. Jude 120 tells us that. But you, beloved, building up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And so there are people who argue, we don't believe that tongue stain. That's your problem. I'm not going to argue with you. I need tongues, tongues to be strong. But you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. How else would you pray in the Holy Ghost? You can pray. Some people say, when when I pray and I really feel it, that's what it means to pray in the Holy Ghost. (sighs) My friend Timpy says, that's not going to work. You are not God. God who said to do this, is, he knows the he's singing. You prayed an inspired prayer, but that's not praying with the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible tells us, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14 and 15, if I speak in a tongue, my spirit prays and my understanding is unfruitful. So if you pray and you understand what you're saying, uh, you're not praying in the Holy Spirit. Sorry. You're not. You can argue with him, but you're not. And you can check me out. He says, what Paul says, what should I do then? I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with my understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, which means I don't understand what I'm saying. When I sing in that way. And then I will sing with the understanding as well. But you, Jude one twenty, but you, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith. The faith is holy, amen? Building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's how you build yourself. Spending time praying. The higher you get, the stronger you feel the the force of the wind you seen tall trees right uh-huh. so we need to be strong in the lord now the enemy has a way of faking things he has a way to make you feel that you are you're done you're finished he makes you think he has all the strength and all the power, but the Bible tells us Jesus defeated him. he has nothing. he has absolutely nothing. in Colossians chapter two verse fifteen, God makes it clear, very, makes it very clear to us right there he said jesus Jesus himself disarmed principalities and powers he disarmed them and he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it he disarmed them they don't have anything to fight with amen god is giving us armor to put on the devils have nothing to fight with except to deceive to lie to fake it he acts like this is real and when he does it because he is the God of this world when he comes at you with those fake things in the natural you feel it, it's in the natural you feel it and you want to believe that this is really what's happening to you you feel like you are undone but the truth is he's faking it he doesn't have the power so when you have that understanding all you have to do is tell him stop faking it the Bible tells us very clearly, in First Peter five, verse eight, it says, "Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary your adversary is the one that's bringing the adversity. Amen. Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He is just walking about like one. He is faking it. Amen. He is faking it. He is seeking whom to devour. And if you buy into the fake, he destroys you. He comes at us in different ways. It seems real in the natural. But let God be true. And every man a liar. Stay with what God says. Stand with the word. No matter what's happening now, stay with the word because God will go with you through the fire and you'll be shining on the other side. Just know that. Amen. That's how great our God is. You know, I believe it's in Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. God makes it very clear. God made it clear there. Thanks, he said, be to God. He leads us in triumph. Thanks be to God who always, not sometimes, always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us, diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place amen through us he diffuses the fragrance you know there is a fragrance to the knowledge of god he's attractive when we go out there to bring them you're worried that they may not listen they'll listen there is a fragrance to the knowledge of god and god is using us to spread to diffuse it in every place Including Cypress. Amen. Including Cypress. Yes. He's using you. Don't sit back and feel like you're nobody. God, he's put some fragrance in you. The knowledge that you have. Amen. That knowledge is attractive. It smells good. Amen. To them. When we give it to them. That's what we want to do next week. Amen. We want to do that. Let them smell how beautiful the knowledge of jesus that we have in us they want it amen it smells good hallelujah it does smell good we have what they want amen they have no fragrance <laughs> They have no fragrance. We have all the fragrance. Why? Because we have the knowledge of him. And we are strong because of the knowledge of him in us. We cannot be defeated. We are strong. Yes, we'll go through the battle. Yes, we'll go through difficult times. But we cannot be defeated. Amen. We really cannot. You know, the Bible tells us that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. He raised us up together with him. And he seated us together with him in heavenly places. It doesn't make sense to the natural mind. How could I be on earth and still be seated with Christ in heaven? Pastor, how can you be saying something? Have you lost your mind? I can see you right here. And you're saying you're seated with Christ in heavenly places? Jesus made a statement. He says, He said, no one has seen the Father except the Son who is in heaven. And I said, what? You're right here on earth. How can you be there and be here at the same time? Our natural mind mind cannot put these things together. (coughs) But God, God is great. He knows what he's doing. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Our treasure and our blessings are in heavenly places. And we can draw from all of that that God is giving to us. You hear the people of the world saying, knowledge is power. God has granted us that. You know in, in, in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 the Bible says God gave him. God put all things under his feet. He put all things under his feet and he gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body. That's you and I that feels all in all. That's us. God is using us to feel everything. And we are seated with him in heavenly places. So when the enemy comes at you and begins to fake difficulties in your life, problems and giving you trials and temptation and all of that, Remember, you're seated with him in heavenly places, and Satan is under your feet. He's right there. He's trying to raise up, uh, raise up his head and to fake that, I'm not really under your feet like the Bible says. Did God say I am under your feet? But what do you really feel now? Because of what I'm doing to you. And you say, oh yes, I can understand You just bought into the same lie Eve bought into. He's under your feet. Amen? He's under your feet. And no matter what he's doing to you, God will see you through if you stay with him. He will bring you on the other side victorious. And then reward you for the victory. God will do that. God will do that. And I'm going to close with this scripture. I love this scripture. I love this scripture. It's in Romans chapter chapter uh, 16. Romans chapter 16, verse 20. He says, and the God of peace. Whose God is he? He is the God of peace. We bruise Satan or crush Satan under your feet Shortly. Shortly. No matter what you're going through, if the God of peace is in your life, God says, hold on, don't worry. This God who alone can give true peace. He is on his way. He's already working it. He is going to put Satan where he belongs, under your feet. Amen. He'll put him under your feet. If it's come against your finances and things are difficult and you don't know where to turn, it seems like you're going down and he's faking it, making you feel that he's going to swallow you up with this new thing that he's brought into your life. You better remember what he says. And the God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. And so he's allowing Satan to think that he is really something uh, for a short time. He allows him to fake it for a while. But that's because you know the word, you tell him, stop faking it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. No matter what I go through, God is with me. Bow your heads with me this morning. If you don't know this Jesus we're talking about, this victorious Jesus, and you heard the testimony this morning, and you really want to know him, you want to experience him, he's calling you back home. Jesus is real, so you can experience his power, all heads bowed. All eyes closed.